0: morning church let's all come in um, find our seats actually we're going to take a few minutes to do a meet and greet so once you all stand to your feet let's take three minutes and say hello to somebody give someone a hug tell someone you're glad to see them this morning amen thank you that Amen, church. Let's all find our seats this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, good morning, church. Today is the day the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Amen. I'm so excited for today. We have um, something amazing in store for you. Um, And then also, after second service, remember, as you can obviously tell, uh, we are going to be having a meeting after second service, our yearly church meeting, which is going to be awesome. So I'm excited for that. If you can be there, be there. If not, no worries. We have a few announcements for you this morning as we get started. Um, first, we want to welcome you to home church. Um, we're going to, um, we just want to, we want to give God praise for what he did yesterday at the funeral. Um, we had uh, three people that I know of gave their life to Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah annual church meeting today after second service in the sanctuary. Everyone is invited. Alabaster boxes and crisis care kits are due today. Uh, Please uh, place crisis care kits um, uh, in the foyer where we're going to be collecting those. And also we have a challenge too, I believe. Um, The challenge is 20 boxes, Mark. Is that what it is? Is And where are we at right now? We want 17 crates and we're 100 crisis care kits, and we're halfway there. Church and those who are watching online, do you think we can we can help Mark out with this? Come on, go. yes, I believe we can do it. So, um, so help us out with that, and we need them in by Thursday, correct? No later than Thursday. No later than Thursday. Okay, thank you, Mark. Um, Mother's Day brunch this Saturday, May 7th. Uh, 10 a.m., yes, give it up for the Mother's Day brunch. It's going to be an amazing time at the Red Hawk Golf Course. Adults are $100, oh, I'm sorry, $20, apologize, um, and kids are 15. Sign up at the welcome counter. There will be um, interpretation in Spanish, and today is the last day to sign up. So let's let's sign up if, we, if, you, if you can. VBS, June 8th, 9th, and 10th. Each night, yes, VBS. Um, Each night from 6 to 8 p.m., we need volunteers. Uh, Please contact Ms. Jane, um, a.k.a. Mama Jane, if you are able to help. Uh, CCW class. um, We are offering another CCW class uh, Saturday, May 21st. If you are interested in getting your permit or renewing your current permit, contact Ron Sherwood if you don't want to open carry anymore, um, hit run up. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, before we go into our, uh, this morning, we're going to be bringing down our alabaster in a little bit. Uh, but before we do that, I want to pray. We have a lot of people. Um, you know, I get texts every week and I appreciate it every week. I get people, they text me, uh, pastor. I won't be able to be there this week. You know, I'm running, you know, whatever's going on. Um, but, but this week has, has been pretty intense. we have a lot of sick people, um, a lot of people who are battling illness and so I'd like us if we could stand as a church, we want to pray um, for our church family amen, amen. and uh, and I remember having covid being at the house uh, sitting there, and there was one point I was actually just laying back just loud, just kind of just i was I was just sick, and I remember hearing the prayers and i Instead of just laying there, I got up and I prayed with you all. And I'll be honest, in that moment, I didn't, I, COVID wasn't gone. It didn't leave, but I had faith and I believed God, he was going to heal me whenever he wanted to. And I had a faith that he would, he could have healed me right then at that moment. And I'll tell you what, it did something to my spirit. So if you're watching online, if you're feeling sick, I want to encourage you not just to lay there, but Jesus says, pick up your mat and walk. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's pick up our mats this morning and let's pray uh, for our brothers and sisters. If I could have Pastor Agapito uh, come down and pray. Uh, Yes, we're going to pray for uh, all the sick um, brothers and sisters. And then I'm going to have Pastor Pepe in a minute pray for the offering when we do that. So let's pray for all our sick brothers and sisters.
1: Heavenly Father, this morning we thank you for joining us in this place, Lord. It's a holy place, Lord. Thank you for being here. Uh, We are asking this morning, especially giving such a blessing for all the people are sick, are struggling with some illnesses, Lord. So bless them, Lord. Put your holy hand on them. Heal them, Lord. Give them strength. Give them uh, a good time, Lord. And we we ask you for your your mercy on all of them, Lord. We ask you everything in your name, your holy name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. You may be seated. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Again, if you're watching online, we want to say welcome to home church. We so appreciate you this morning. Um, I have a... uh, Little story I want to share with you. Um, it's about a guy who came to church, and he was with his family. And as he was driving home afterwards, he was complaining about everything. He said the music was too loud. That's when I would have said, "Get behind me, Satan!" No. I'm just, The sermon was too long. The announcements were unclear. The building was too hot. The people were unfriendly. He went on and on and on with his family in the car, complaining about everything. His very observant son said, Dad, you got to admit, it wasn't a bad show for just a dollar. Matthew 621 says for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Can I get an amen? Malachi, as a preacher, you know it, it's hitting home when the, when the amens start getting lower. Malachi 3 verse 10 says bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house test me in this says the lord almighty and see if i will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there will be no room enough to store it amen we all know this morning we don't give to get. This is not a prosperity message. We give because he gave first. But he, he says, test me. Trust me. Don't hold, What, 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 what do you have is not yours. It's mine. And the moment we allow the spirit of mammon to grip our hearts, the spirit of mammon to, to uh, the covetousness, to, 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 to take a hold of our lives, the blessing of God will stop. Jesus says, if you're faithful in little, you'll be faithful in much. This morning, let's be faithful with what we have, whatever that is. And may God bless you. I would like to bring down the alabaster uh, box this morning. Uh, This morning, we do something as a church called alabaster. And um, this is a very beautiful thing. This money goes uh, to places around the world. But we want to take it a step further. Maybe this morning you uh, would like to give more than just uh, mere change. Maybe this morning God has put on your heart to, to give this morning uh, on top of your tithe, on top of your offering, to, to step out in faith and say, I'm, God, You've, you've placed, I'm going to give whatever it is. Um, we're going to take a moment after our brother prays. We're going to have some music playing. And you just come down. And lay your alabaster box in the box and uh, pray that God bless it and use it for his glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's all stand as we pray. Pastor Pepe, if you can come, please, and uh, pray a blessing over the alabaster box, over the alabaster offering. Hallelujah. As the worship team uh, makes their way
2: to the stage. Thank you. Amado Padre, en esta mañana venimos con un corazón de agradecimiento primero que nada por todo lo que tú nos has dado es muy poco lo que estamos dando pero es mucho para edificar y expandir tu tu reino Señor nada de lo que tenemos es nuestro todo es tuyo Debemos ser buenos administradores de lo que tú nos has brindado en en esta tierra, en esta humanidad, a nuestra humanidad, Señor. Bendice a todas las personas que son dadores de corazón alegre para que tu reino se expanda, Señor. En el nombre de Jesús. Amén. Amén.
0: Offering to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. So good to see you all this morning. So many here this morning. Hallelujah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, we worship you. We thank you, Lord. Clap your hands with me, church. Who's ready to worship Jesus this morning? Amen. <laughs> it was an amazing thing. I, I saw, uh, I, was wa- I was watching this, this case that's going on right now. It's a big case. Um, and uh, the judge, the, the, someone said, Order in the court. And all of a sudden, everyone stood up and, and took off their hats and stood to attention because uh, some judge was coming out. I'm thinking, The God of heaven is up in this place, and I think I need to say Order in the court. <laughs> Amen. Who's ready to stand and worship Jesus with us this morning? Amen. Hallelujah.
3: Ooh, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it glad in This is the day that the Lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made This is the day, this is rejoice and be glad in it. it. This This is the day day that the Lord Lord
4: has made.
3: I will rejoice and be be glad in it. This is the day that no down This is
4: the day
0: in the house, amen, hallelujah God, I'm on my knees
3: again God, I'm begging please again, I need you Oh, Lord, I need you I said, walking down these desert roads water for my thirsty soul I need you Oh, Lord, I need you God, I'm on my knees God, I'm on my knees again Walking here, walking down the stairs Water for my
4: thirsty soul, I need you. Oh
3: Lord, I need you. Your forgiveness, yeah. It's like sweet, sweet honey on my lips. It's like the sound of a symphony to my ears. It's like holy water on my lips. Let me walk. me walk slave to sin. I wanna know about being born again. I need you. Oh God, I
4: need you.
3: So take, so take me to the river side. Take me under baptize. I need you. Oh Lord, I need you. Your
4: forgiveness. Like the sound. Of a
0: symphony to my ears. It's like holy water on my skin. I don't wanna
3: abuse your grace, Lord. I said I don't wanna abuse your grace. God, I need it every day. It's the only thing that ever really makes me wanna change. I said I don't wanna abuse your grace. God, I need it every day. It's the only thing that ever really makes me wanna change. Yeah, I see. I don't
4: wanna use your grace. God, I need it every day. It's the only thing.
3: I don't wanna abuse your grace, God. I need it every day. day it's the only
4: thing that ever really makes, makes me wanna
3: change. Your forgiveness, it's like sweet, sweet honey, honey on my lips. Yeah, it's like the sound of, of a symphony, symphony to my to ears. my ears. It's like holy. you
0: this morning
5: thank you Lord for being so good to me thank you Lord for being so good to all of us what a joy it is to sing scripture because this is the day that the Lord has made says David in Psalm 118 24 and this is the day that we can rejoice and sing praises to you our King, our Lord of lords. And we thank and praise you for this beautiful day. We thank you for everyone who is here and for all of those who are watching online as well. And Lord, we just pray that as the day unfolds, you will help us to be good stewards of what you've given to us. We thank you for your many blessings. And, Lord, this morning as we hear a message, we pray that it would penetrate our hearts. We ask that everyone here would be in full attention of what the speaker has to say because we know that the Holy Spirit has prepared and that the speaker will deliver what's on the Holy Spirit's heart because it is of you, and we thank you for that. Be with us now, Lord, and we thank you once again for being so good to us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, worship team, and all the musicians on the platform. We so appreciate it. You may be seated. Thank you. Can we give our worship team a hand? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I love their dedication and sacrifice. Well, um, we, like I said, we have something very special for you this morning. Um, I am so blessed and pleased uh, to have this uh, person come and preach uh, this morning. Um, he loves our church. He loves um, our family. Um, he's a, he's uh, from day one. He's just been there for many of us and for myself. Um, he supports my, me and my family, loves us, and we so appreciate him and his family. Um, I could be here all day uh, saying all the amazing things that this person does. Some of you already know who I'm talking about. Um, I could be here all morning just just talking about just what this person has done. And so um, I'll I'll just be quiet. I want the Spirit of God to come up in this place. Please give Mark Butler a hand as he takes the stage. Amen.
6: One, two, three, there we go. Hey, you can hear me. It's a good thing I'm a hearing aid specialist, right? Um, So uh, the first thing I want to talk about, you know, I'm the missions president, so I've got to get a plug in for missions. Uh, We're accepting the crisis care kits today, but I want us to do something a little bit different this time. Um, There was a Japanese scientist named Masaru Emoto who did a series of studies. He took water samples from various places, and put them under certain different conditions and froze them and studied the pattern of the crystals that developed as the water froze. What he discovered is that water water that was prayed for before it was frozen developed different crystal patterns. Water that was in the presence of evil thoughts developed a whole other different set of patterns. So what that amounted to is that our thoughts and our words have a physical effect on the things around us. Think about that the next time you lose your temper. <laughs> so what I would ask you to do is in between services or after services, um, stop by the missions area and pray over our crisis care kits. I believe that prayer will be embedded in those kits and that it will go with that kit whoever receives it pray that whoever receives it feels the blessing of the Holy Spirit all right I'm sure many of you are surprised to see me here in the pulpit this morning and nobody's more surprised than me Um, this is something I never ever thought I would do so when pastor says God is doing a new thing I'm in well I'm not actually a new thing but me preaching is a new thing okay Um, And so this is my first sermon ever on May 1st, go figure. Um, So uh, what I have to say to you, um, and actually let me start this way. Uh, Some of you have heard me say before that when I was younger I had a drug problem. My dad was a Free Will Baptist minister. I got drugged to church every time the doors were open. And so I heard a lot of sermons in my life. And uh, there was one particular sermon that my father preached. And to be honest... I don't remember anything about the sermon itself, but I remember the title, and I remember the concept. And so today, in remembrance of my father, the title of my sermon is The Knots in the Devil's Tale. Now, when you look at that slide, that's probably the first thing that came to mind, right? But let's go to that second slide, and it's really knots, N-O-T-S, in the devil's tale, T-A-L-E. We're going to take our scripture from a very familiar chapter in Genesis, one that pastor actually preached on not long ago. So we want to look at Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. And I apologize in advance. Some of my scripture I've taken out of uh, NIV and some of it I've taken out of King James. Um, But just follow along with me in whatever version you have. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. You will not surely die. Right there is the first recorded knot that we have in the devil's tale. It could be argued that this one simple three-letter word caused the entire downfall of mankind because the devil is a consummate liar. And now he's had thousands of years to perfect his lies. They can be very subtle, He doesn't come out with blatant things, just enough to start leading you away from the truth. In John chapter 8, verse 44, it says, You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. When we take a look at this first lie, there's more to it than what Satan just said. There are three things that I noticed that are implied, but not necessarily spoken. And the first one of those, you do not have to believe God. What he said isn't necessarily actually true. And Satan kind of planted doubt in advance when he said did you really hear what you think you did and the woman repeated what God had said she knew what it was but he's already casting doubt about it and then he comes out and says you're you're not going to die he just doesn't want you to eat it because then you'll be like him okay so how many of you realize that it's a short step from not believing God to not believing in God because if you believe God who is who he said he is then you also have to believe that every word he speaks is truth. The very first four words in the Bible. In the beginning, God. He was there before anything else. He was the creator of the universe. God created the heavens and the earth. God is infallible, and every word he speaks is truth, and every promise he's promised will be fulfilled. Amen. Isaiah 43. Verse 10 and 11. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant, servant whom I have chosen, that me, you may know and believe me and understand that I am he before me. There was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. All of you know John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper I think Pastor just mentioned that just a little bit ago about prospering. Mark 16, verse 16. He who believes is baptized and will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. John chapter 1, verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe. In his name. There's an old saying. If you don't believe in something. You'll fall for anything. We have to have a foundation. Okay. Belief. When we believe something. We put our full faith and trust in it. That belief is the root. From which the tree of faith grows. A foundation which you can build upon. Belief also leads to action. Action. And that brings up my second point. The second implied not in the devil's tale was you do not have to obey God. God wants our obedience. I think we heard that this morning too already. He didn't get a sneak peek at my sermon, by the way. Um, So let me give you an example. If I have faith in my doctor and and trust him, I believe them. And I'm going to do what they tell me to do. If I don't believe that doctor. I'm going to do what I think's best. That's not usually the, a good choice. <laughs> um, another example is tithing. Yeah, and uh, that was touched on this morning too. When God tells us to tithe. It's not about the money. Do you really believe that the God who created the entire universe. Needs your little bit of offering. No. It already belongs to him. What he's looking for is your obedience. When you obey him, he wants you to trust him with your whole life. And that includes your finances. When you give sacrificially, you're trusting God to provide for you. You're obeying his commands. The sacrifice you make by tithing is nothing compared to the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for all of us. God blesses us through our obedience. In Deuteronomy 27, Israel's getting ready to move into the promised land. And the people are given a set of rules to follow. Um, And then in chapter 28, and this is pretty lengthy, so bear with me. Deuteronomy chapter 28. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock. The calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be, be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he promised you on oath, if you keep the commands of the Lord your God, And walk in obedience to him. Then all the peoples on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord. And they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity. in the fruit of your womb. The young of your livestock. And the crops of your ground. In the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. The Lord will open the heavens. The storehouse of his bounty. To send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day, and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. Do not turn aside from any of the commands I give you to the day, to the right or to the left, following other gods and serving them. That's amazing. When you look at that list of blessings, that's just amazing. But verse 15, However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees I am giving you today, all these curses will come on you and overtake you. You will be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your basket and eating trough will be cursed. The fruit of your womb will be cursed. The crops of your land and the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. You will be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. The Lord will send on you curses, confusion, and rebuke in everything you put your hand to. Until you are destroyed and come to sudden ruin because of the evil you have done in forsaking him. Now I won't take the time to read them, but there's 40 more verses that follow this. Describing the numerous ways God will curse disobedience disobedience comes with consequences the ten commandments weren't suggestions they are rules to obey everyone remembers the story of Jonah God told him to go to Nineveh he didn't want to go he hopped on the first boat headed the opposite direction but the conses caught up to him and he was thrown overboard where a, a large fish swallowed him Now, I don't know about you, but if I had to spend three days in the belly of the fish, I think I would be on my knees praying for a second chance as well. Amen? Amen. And thankfully, God is a God of second chances. Okay? Then we look at Moses in Numbers 20, verses 7 through 12. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, gather the congregation together. Speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock, and give drink to the congregation and their animals. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembled together before the rock. And he said to them, Here now, you rebels, must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rod twice with his rod. And water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe me, to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. Moses kind of copped an attitude is what it sounds like to me. He was a little fed up with all their grumbling and complaints. And he let his anger, I think, get the better of him. He didn't speak to the rock as God commanded. He struck it, and not just once, but twice. And therefore, he was not allowed into the promised land. In Genesis chapter 9, you find the story of Lot and his family being saved from the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Two men, who were most likely angels, were sent by God to destroy the city. And they came to Lot, and they brought him and his wife and two daughters out. But they were commanded, do not look back. Lot's wife looked back. She was turned into a pillar of salt on the spot. Disobedience has consequences. In Joshua chapter 6, Israel's getting ready to take the city of Jericho. And we pick up the story um, starting with chapter 6, verse 18. And you, by all means, abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things, and make the camp of Israel accursed, and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. Chapter 7. But the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding the accursed things. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed things. So the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. Well, the next thing that happened, their very next battle against Ai. They sent out spies. The spies came back, or the scouts rather, they came back and said, we only need two or 3,000 men. This should be a no-brainer. This, this is an easy battle. You know, they're going to be easy to take. But you know what happened? They got routed. Thirty-six of them were killed. The others were all chased off. Joshua and the elders are tearing their clothes and falling on their face, crying out to God, Why are you letting this happen? You promised us all this land, and now our enemies are all going to hear about this, and they're going to come destroy us. But God revealed to Joshua what had happened, and he gave him instructions on how to find who had committed the sin had committed disobedience. So we pick up in chapter 24, or verse 24. Then Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, the silver, the garment, the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that he had. And they brought them to the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. So all Israel stoned him with stones and they burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. Achan's disobedience didn't just affect Achan. It had serious consequences for his entire family and even all the Israelites. Not just Achan. All he possessed was destroyed. He saw something that tempted him. And that brings us to the last point, the third unspoken knot. You do not have to resist temptation. We go back to the story of Eve in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. It says, When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. They bought into a lie. Satan convinced her that it was okay in spite of a direct command from God not just to not eat it, but don't even touch it. Satan knows your weaknesses. He knows exactly how to get to you. And he will keep the pressure up as long as there's any chance that you're going to give in in 1st Peter chapter 5 verses 8 through 9 it says be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world James 4 chapter 7 So submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So now we have these three unspoken knots in the devil's tail that are all lies designed to separate us from the glory of God. So how do we avoid the lies? In a word, discernment. I believe there are Three different steps that we need to be able to discern, discern what are lies and what are not. That discernment is crucial because the lies separate us from the truth. So the first one is study God's word. If you don't know what his word says, how do you know what is truth? If you don't know what's truth, then how do you know what's a lie? Studying the Bible will give you that foundation of truth against which you can measure those lies that the devil tries to whisper in your ear. 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And then Psalms 119, verse 11. I'm sure this is one our quizzers all know. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. We need to take God's word and constantly apply it in our daily lives. The next step, number two, is prayer. Prayer can be just something as simple as just having a conversation with God. And you know what? You can ask Him for discernment. Because in Matthew 21, verses 22, and whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, say, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. The last one and maybe the most important, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwelling within us helps alert us to lies, and helps us discern the truth. John 14, verse 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. In Acts, chapter 9, verse 31, Then the churches throughout all Judea Galilee and Samaria had peace and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. They were multiplied. That word comfort can mean a lot of different things. But one of the things it means to me personally is that that Holy Spirit is my conscience and my guide. As long as I keep my heart and mind open to God, the Holy Spirit is going to let me know If I'm getting off of the path, it's going to bring wisdom and discernment beyond what I alone could possibly have. So, now, I have a very important question for you. What part of the devil's tail has you tied up in knots? Where is he lying to you? What have you allowed yourself to believe? I'd like for everybody to bow your head, close your eyes, and just open your minds and hearts to God and allow Him to show you where Satan has been deceiving you with a lie. And there are many things, many ways he could deceive you. Maybe he's whispered to you, you'll never be good enough or worthy enough or smart enough or attractive enough Maybe he's convinced you nobody could love you. Let me tell you, God wonderfully and uniquely created each one of us to have a place in his will. And he loves every one of us beyond measure. Maybe the devil's convinced you it's okay to hang on to that one hurt or habit or hang up. Or maybe it's okay not to tithe because God doesn't need your money. Maybe he's made you too scared to step out in faith and do something God has placed on your heart to do. Or maybe he's convinced you that you're already doing enough. God is looking for your obedience so he can bless you beyond measure. Maybe it's anxiety or fear or depression. Maybe the devil's whispered, you don't need to forgive that person that wronged you. Maybe he's told you, it's okay to skip a few Sundays. Nobody will miss me. It's not important. Maybe he's trying to convince you that you really can't trust God with the rest of your life. So whatever lie Satan is feeding you, I ask you to surrender it to God right now. The altar's open if you want to come and pray or simply turn loose of that lie right now, right where you sit. Don't allow the enemy to convince you of a lie that will separate you from the glory of God.
0: Convicting sermon. What a good sermon. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I could feel the the enemy. Uh, as many were sitting here, there uh, was there was a there was, a, there was a, the devil was already lying to people that Mark wasn't qualified to preach a sermon. I could I could sense I could feel. But how you know God can use Mark just as much as he can use anybody? Mark, I just want to say that was a a powerful sermon. And I think you might need to hit the altar for lying about your first sermon because it sounded like your hundredth sermon. (laughs) Can we give our brother a hand? Amen. Here at Home Church, we believe in discipleship, dedication, and duplication. And uh, if you're out there, you have a desire to to share the word. Um, again, Mark shares the word everywhere he go. Everywhere he goes, um, he tells people about Jesus. There are people who are in our church uh, today because Mark invited them. And the question I had for the teens uh, the other night is who who is uh, who is in church today because of your example? Who is in church today because of your testimony? Because you have invited them. Um, just a challenge. And so Mark, thank you again. Hallelujah. Let's all stand to our feet. Just a reminder, um, after second service, we are having our yearly church meeting. I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing. Um, God is uh, just going to show us some things. I'm very excited for that. So come back after second service, maybe go have some lunch, Um, go have some tacos, or um, I don't know, what do you, have some pizza, something, and uh, come back for second service and be here um and also for today i don't know just kind of just kind of got uh lord put on my heart uh just to celebrate uh, what god did through you mark this morning how He just bless my family um today cinnamon rolls are only a dollar so if you'd like a cinnamon roll go to the cafe and, and get them for a dollar um i'll cover the rest later okay <laughs> amen let's all bow our heads uh, my brother ruben uh por favor, senor, if you come down and pray let's all bow our heads as our brother blesses us and dismisses us amen
1: wonderful it is that we see the lies of satan and laugh at him, because we have you in our souls we have you guiding us never take your light away from us at times where we do sin we know you're there but the light goes dim just let us know that we just have to cry out to you lord show me my path let us laugh at satan he is a toothless lion that has no strength on us if we continue to look at you Mark's message opens up those lies that he tells us every day and let us know that you are there for us that we can battle these lies with just looking at you looking at your cross looking at your son Father protect us love us let our lights shine so that others will see your love through us and that they will want to follow our examples that we shall follow in you. Thank you, Lord, and bless us this day. It's in your name. Amen. Amen.